This is a tripod broadcast. I'm sorry, guys. Is he, do you hear, hear him chirping? I hear him chirping. I don't hear Let's him Let's go currently. find it and kill it before it, the, we start the we show. Should. We should. I almost thought is about going chirp- out there. I don't hear him chirping currently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. He's chirping yeah. currently. There he is. Is he behind that tent? I think outside. he's outside. <clears throat> we need to train some toads. Train some toads. You're listening to Barnhill Outdoors Podcast. Just three average, raw, relatable hunters sharing tactics, tips, and stories. No scripts. So just sit back and enjoy the reliving of outdoor memories and their pursuit for a new adventure. Hold your phones, dude. You're going to give me epilepsy. Well, I shot it in the have epileptic seizures here in a second. Yeah. Uh, Pat froze. Welcome to episode 11 of Barnhill Outdoors Podcast. Thank you for joining. Yes, thank you, thank you. We have the regular crew here tonight, including Sky, who's two for three in the last three episodes. Hey! So Howdy. It's good to have you back. <laughs> I'm here. And we'd like to introduce, for the first time, uh, my kid brother, Patrick Barnhill. Say hello. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> uh, so one second, Pat, but... Um, he is on a Zoom call, everybody, so he will be delayed just a few seconds. But uh, go ahead, Patrick, and tell us who your association's with. Uh, are you a proud boy? Are you not? Or whatever. <laughs> go ahead. What? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Patrick Barnhill. I'm Ricky's little brother, Brett and Corey's cousin. Uh, I'm Arch part of IGY6 Outdoors. Guy. I'm uh, part of the guys that they were talking about before that they're going to be going up North Dakota with us. So, uh, pretty excited about that. Yeah. We're looking forward to it. I'm not a proud boy. (laughs) (laughs) So what is, uh, what is IGY six for those who don't know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, IGY six was, it was a random idea that we came up with last year, right about this time, because we were going up North Dakota. I was for the first time I was going up with the, group of guys that I work with I work in a prison um so we had a couple cops with us going up and the guys from our facility and on the way up we kind of we're trying to think of ideas for names of an Instagram that we could just randomly come up with and you know we went through every you, know, you guys every hooked on outdoors idea that we could <laughs> <laughs> hey now but uh you know, with having a couple military guys and law enforcement, my buddy just kind of said, what about IGY6? And it kind of grabbed. And then I don't, for those who don't know what that is, it's I got your six. So it's kind of a military law enforcement term. Um, you always got each other's backs in sticky situations. So uh, kind of a cool concept that we ran with. And it's uh, slowly starting to take off little by little bit by little. Yeah, you guys have got quite a bit of following here in the last few months especially but a lot of people are reaching out to you and you guys are doing really well so congrats on that so pat what would you thank you thank you yeah a lot better fishermen than we are hunters (laughs) i was so i thought ready to ask you uh what what do you guys are you just kind of like immersive and outdoors or do you guys kind of have like a a niche so to say i mean we're 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 blood and bone waterfowlers waterfowlers i mean it's well, we deer hunt. I mean, I've gone deer hunting here in Illinois, opened up on the first, um, but I never get the itch on the craving that I want from deer hunting that I get from waterfowl. And that's kind of how the rest of our group is. 
Fair enough. This guy's looking at me like, why that no good rotten <laughs> What do you mean, water phallic? Me and Patrick have this friendly banter that we do go back and forth. I insult him, he insults we me, I threaten to kill him. <laughs> threaten to kill him. All right, guys. So uh, what, last week we discussed uh, bow hunting and we were just kind of talking about tactics and kind of the nuances of all of that and trying to figure out what worked for us and didn't work. Uh, Patrick, I know you were out yesterday because uh, we were at mom's house and you came in. Did you have any luck? Like what were, uh, what were some of the things that you're doing? And uh, uh, just to kind of explain how your hunt's been. Yeah. Um, we This is our second year on uh, the big lease out at me and Ricky's parents' house. Um it's a pretty big section of land. Uh, this year, we really, really not buckled down on what we were doing. We planted a, I think it's like an eight-acre clover field patch, and we uh, built a tower and put it out there. Um, it's quite. We have quite the uh, setup out there right now, so we've been really excited for yesterday and today. Yesterday went out in the morning. Um, I saw a couple doe. Um, never got a shot. Got a text. Of course, at like 7.15 from one of my close friends, he ended up killing a doe at the butt crack of dawn. So that kind of ruined my hunt for the morning because he needed help <laughs> on that. So um, we went out that night, um, sat in the food plot stand. It was the first time it had been hunted. Um, I had my buddy with me. Um, I think in total we saw like 50-something deer. That's insane. And very well could have been uh, – a lot of the same deer, I mean, they kept on spooking out. They were definitely smelling us, and that's something we're going to have to figure out. Uh, we thought we had that tower pretty well sealed, and uh, we learned really quick with a north wind. Uh, it is not good with swirling winds out there, so we were really struggling with that until the wind died down. That sounds like a but pretty awesome get, opening night. I didn't get a shot. But 57 yeah, deer, and he did day. not get a shot. 57 it was deer. probably like seven deer, fifty times. <laughs> it very well. I mean, we had at one point we had one of the big bucks come out. Um, he presented himself at about eighty yards. Um, he definitely, and that's when we knew the wind was it was bad. He he smelled us a mile away. He uh, he did his little thing, and we never saw him the rest of the night. And then we saw a bunch of button bucks and does. But I I I kind of. I know I'll be able to take a doe, so I'm not too worried about shooting a doe on opening day. So I'll be all right. <laughs> Pat, we're all over here going, 57 deer? What the heck? I, I can take a doe yeah, anytime yeah. I want to, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to take it. <laughs> well, like, I, like I told Corey, 1200 bucks, you got to come on up to Illinois. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I'll pass. I'll just go sit in the stand and not see anything. <laughs> yeah. Of course, I've only been out once this season, so can't see yeah. too much. You, you went out for the first time yesterday, Brett. Yeah. The season had been, had been open for 15 days. I had things. Things. <laughs> Sicknesses. That was your excuse the week ago. I went. <laughs> <laughs> and how'd it go? Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure... I heard two deer walking through the woods because they were spooking all the squirrels, but neither one of them 
came into the field or in, in my view at all, but they're there. I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> then I saw deer this morning, like right by where you were pretty close to where you're hunting on the way to work. Yeah. It's like three of them standing. Luckily right it was a little tiny buck that I had passed on anyway, but yeah. it's still the principle of it. Stinking deer. And Sky, uh, you got a, uh, a deer. Did you not? I did. Yeah. Tell I, us about uh, how that happened. I was fortunate enough to uh, kill a buck on opening day at 4.30 in the afternoon, which is a little unusual. Um, for most spots around here, uh, the the property I hunt's around about 100 acres, but they just move through so early out there, even in the bean field. I've got like a little six, seven acre bean field, and then uh, a nice draw that falls off back down to a creek. And... Uh, I I scouted for maybe a month and a half, two months prior to opening day of bow season. And uh, I got like over a hundred trail cam videos of this little nine pointer. He's nothing huge by any means, but it's been six years since I've shot a buck or even had the opportunity to shoot a buck. So I couldn't have stopped myself from pulling the trigger, even if I wanted to. (laughs) And uh, so I had all these videos of him and I'm like, Okay, if that thing walks in front of my stand, he's dead. And uh, lo and behold, I went out there opening day, got out in the stand at about 2.30, and seen nothing until 4.30 on the money, and I just turned around, and there he was walking 25 yards from me, and he gave me a perfect 12-yard broadside shot. I didn't even have to stop him, and I just uh, click. Let it eat. <laughs> Got it done. <laughs> Click and let it eat. And literally, let fly. literally didn't go 20. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty crazy because I did a hanging hunt that day, and I basically just got, like, completely settled in. And Sky and I were kind of videoing each other back and forth, showing each other setups and whatnot. And he sends me another one right after I sent him one. And I thought he was just going to thought he was just gonna tell me, you know, about his setup. And he's like, we we do this like a marco polo so i do like a video of and i put my hand up there and my hand shaking shake it i'm like (laughs) he's like i just shot a nine point and it's dead right over there and i'm like it's 4 30 (laughs) i did i did see about eight deer that night but it wasn't until like 6 30 so i mean that's pretty that's pretty early yeah. They always move early for you, though, at that spot. They usually do, yeah. I've been fortunate enough to take a lot of deer early on from 3, 3.30. I mean, I've I've had deer uh, when I've done a couple all-day sits. I've had some deer at like 12, 12 15, uh, walk across the field and go bed down in a different area. and So it's different, different hunting out there than I'm really used to. Uh, so, but... Yeah, I think the interesting about that property layout is you have a lot of bedding that surrounds that one little bit of source of food. Yep. And, I mean, there's so much bedding. Everything, there's got cedar thickets, and it just, like you said, it falls down into a hill. Everything intertwines with everything. Getting getting to the stand is the biggest challenge that I've ever faced anywhere of getting to the stand without spooking deer on the way. So uh, definitely have to know the wind and use the wind to your advantage because that's really the only thing you got. Yeah, I've, I mean, you have to walk. You've told me before you've walked like 
almost a mile out of your way mile to get out of to my your way stand to get... just to access it from a different angle. Yep. So you don't spook so, the deer out of the bedding. You can Ooh. lather on, soak down, as Brett says, to where you're dripping soaking wet with, with cover spray smelling like fresh dirt. And that deer's still going to smell you if you walk right downwind from it. Brett's <laughs> <laughs> shaking his head in disbelief. No, I know it's true, but I still like my earth smells. Now, with your situation, Pat, you're hunting in a box blind. Is that right? Yeah, the, the, the one last night on the food plot. Yeah. yeah. Now, I will say that I've seen, I've never used it myself, but the Ozonics or the ozone control, I have noticed that yeah. those things do work in and confined areas, you know, like a ground blind or a box blind. You can get a cheap one for like yeah. three ninety nine. Well, we need a good one had, for seven ninety nine. It just depends on. Is, is this like an air filter? <laughs> no, it's like a little box that's supposed to eliminate any scent within like a certain parameter of where you're at. Yeah. And it it does work, I'm sure, to some extent. Yeah. But I mean, I've watched. I don't even know how many YouTube videos of guys using them, and uh, so. Well, shoot, I need one of those uh, in my room. My wife would love me to get one of those. <laughs> Only $400 in here. Scent free. I don't see how the Ozonics would work great in a stand where you have open air because it's just filtering fresh air all the mm-hmm. time. But I can see it in a box where it can concentrate in that one contained area. So, so there you go, Pat. Well, we noticed it was... Uh, Cause it's like how, how that part where that food plot is, it's like a, it's like, I call it the cul-de-sac. So it's like trees surround the whole food plot on all sides. And it's like all woods. And that's, that's at the very end of this giant field. So like when that, when that North wind was coming in, so last night was kind of a test run and we definitely learned you want to hunt it on the South wind because with all it, it was, when it was slow and not windy, they didn't, you know, nothing paid them. But as soon as it would start blowing, you get those little, like, what'd you call it, Corey? Like little squirrels out in the field or whatever. And then as soon as they started yeah. getting that, as soon as that wind picked up, you could see the milkweed moving around and stuff. And it was just, oh, it was yeah. done though, dude. The those were just. Yeah. Yep. Yep. When you uh, drop that milkweed, you see it go in one direction. And then all of a sudden it takes off and swirls around to another direction. You know, your sense just going all over the place. It, it is the only bad thing with being dude. surrounded by woods because. That's why I kill duck boys because uh, I can cook biscuits and gravy and then pop up real fast. That does sound pretty good. <clears throat> I will say this: breakfast in the buck, the duck blind, the buck not, blind. not the buck blind. Well, that would be all right well, too. Yeah, yeah, it would be. But that's the best breakfast you'll ever have. It really is. Yeah. It's fantastic. Twenty twenty four degrees outside. You get down in the bottom of the duck blind next mm-hmm. to the the burner and. Get warm and eat some nice, warm, eat nice, chalky, hot, chalky milk. <laughs> if you're hunting with some like my coffee. uncle Mark, the grease has been sitting there over, I, you know, I the summer, milk. so it has little mouse prints and stuff yeah, in it. Yeah. But... Seasoning. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dad said he always had to pick out the mouse turds before they started cooking. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that kind of segued into the waterfowl talk, Pat. Uh, tell us about. Uh, what you guys at IGY6, uh, the land that you guys were able to obtain and kind of explain the stuff that you've been doing to it and kind of uh, uh, cultivating, I guess you could say, the land to make it a, a hotspot. Yeah, we we kind of got uh, we got lucky. I mean, that's just needless to say. I don't know how it happened. One of our guys in our group, 
knew a guy that owns that's called Lanco. They're uh, a really big ag uh, people here down up in Illinois. They sell a lot of ag property and stuff like that. And uh, he just happened to know the owner and uh, the guy's personal farm. We call it, it's called the Lily Pad Lake. And uh, we have a, I think it's a, I'm going tomorrow morning. So I'll, I'll fact check myself if I'm wrong, but it's an eight or 10 man Bradley pit. So it's a metal Bradley pit. And uh, what we did this year is we had it dug out and re reset. And then um, we planted millet. It was like golden millet and buckwheat in the kill holes. And then um, we did like three or four acres of corn around it, which will be, he's going to, we're starting to flood it, I think on monday so we'll, we'll slowly flood it up to about three or four foot and then uh we run our ice eaters out there and then to the west of us we have what the lily pad lake and that's just a giant lake that stays open pretty much year round that sounds amazing <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a dream so are these uh they already have pumps on the property or is that something you guys had to figure out yourself yeah it's all he's uh it's it's like I said, it's the owner of this giant ag company. It's his own personal farm. Oh, okay. And uh, it kind of it kind of fell in our lap, and we couldn't really pass up the deal that we got on it. We we got really lucky, but uh, we have power to the blind, and we can. It's gonna be fun. That's <laughs> it'll yeah. be interesting. And uh, you said twelve hundred. You said you said twelve hundred to hunt for deer. How much to to hunt for ducks? <laughs> Free, come on down, just buy the license. It's more expensive than a deer tag. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's, no, it's not. not. You can get a five day. Yeah, well, for... with the federal stamp mixed in. Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. losing it. Yeah. I already got <laughs> the old just, federal. I, I'll take you guys. To, so I'll, I'll take you guys duck hunting if you guys want to go duck hunting. Yeah. So, Pat, we had a, uh, we had a listener. Uh, I had a listener talk to me on, uh, gosh, uh, Wednesday. He told me that. Uh, he'd enjoy kind of the description of like the land and topography just to kind of give him an idea when he hunts granted that was for deer hunting but if you could kind of give like a uh, a general description of that big old blind and kind of like what's around the area I know you, you explained it a little bit but kind of go a little more in depth like what we're looking at and kind of uh, I don't know your lanes of fire and things like that kind of give like a description of that because I, I think it's pretty sweet well the thing the thing with the spot that we're at right now this it it's kind of strictly a duck spot um we might kill some like excuse me sorry burp um we might get in some speckle bellies and uh maybe get into some snow geese but uh i we i have a hard time believing we're going to get into canada's out there because um we're we're about i want to say eight miles from the illinois river so i mean we're right on the illinois side right on the river side so uh it's kind of the with with our property it is honestly just a giant farm um he had sunflowers growing all summer so those get mowed over in july which makes it legal by the time duck season comes so there'll be the sunflower patches back there um and it, it, it's it really just looks like a natural lake if i gotta be honest we just grew some millet and some buckwheat and some corn so i mean it, it looks like a farm with three ponds on it is really what it looks like there's it's nothing too crazy. I mean, if you, I'll, I'll send you guys some pictures and maybe you can post them or something if, or just to get a better idea, but there's really nothing special to it. It's kind of hard to describe other than it just being two giant lakes with our pit right in the middle of it, that it's going to be flooded out. So you're, you're, I mean, you put your blinds. I'm trying to think of a way them. to describe it a little more. Yeah. Cause, uh, so there's a, there's a, 
I think it's the east. It'd be the east. There's a really big lake to the east that uh, they hunt, um, and that's probably like I don't know. It's really far away from our pit, but uh, we're kind of more in like this. There's like a wooded timber line that's flooded out, marshy year round. So uh, we kind of he's kind of calling it the uh, the timber hole, even though we're going to be in a pit. So I mean, if you can get a visual on it, you walk up. And there's a big levee and our pits right in the middle. And then on the front of the pit, there's corn and a giant circle. And there's a giant circle within that circle. And the circle in the middle is millet and buckwheat, which is where the ducks will go and feed on that. And then behind us is the exact same setup. So we have two kill holes and then two flooded patches of corn that they'll be able to swim up into when it gets cold. So it sounds to me like you have and put in an awful lot of time and effort into killing the said duck. He has. <laughs> That's why we paid him. <laughs> now, Pat, with your description of that uh, that pit, I'm I'm thinking lights, like can lights and a stove, and maybe a bed or two. <laughs> That's what the description you gave me. What's kind of the setup with that thing? Well, it's flooded right now. There was like, we went out there three weeks ago and there was a good two and a half foot of water in there. So we, that's what we're doing tomorrow is we're actually all meeting up tomorrow's work day. So we're brushing the blind in a little more. Um, so you get in and then we built these big benches on the inside. So you have a place to sit kind of like what Corey was talking about when you can go down when it's cold. We're putting lights up. We're not doing can lights, but uh, <laughs> oh, come we're going to have uh, just the battery-operated LED lights that run across the top. We're uh, specifically using the power out there for our ice eaters because we don't want to have to pay a huge power bill. Yeah, because um, yeah. we do have to pay for the power, which kind of sucks. But sorry about that. You might think about sorry, getting like a sump pump or something, maybe to keep the water from filling up. Like, how are you guys going to manage that? Yeah, that, yeah, that, that's. That's what we're doing tomorrow. We're taking the pump out and getting it drained out. Cause I think it's just rainwater. Nothing's getting in. It was just cause the pit's open. So just all the rain that we got there at the end of the season. And once that's out, we'll have the, we're going to take one section of the uh, seats out and then we'll have a big table in there. And then uh, we'll have a pro propane cookers and then coffee pot and uh, a bed and a toilet and uh, you know, the whole nine yards. <laughs> Some crown molding, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pat, do you guys uh, do you have to access the blind with a boat, or is it something you walk to four wheeler, or what? That is the best. That's the best part about this place is we drive up, and it's about a ten minute walk on the levee, and you don't even necessarily need waders. Um, you can walk up with muck boots into the pit because there's a little walkway that won't be flooded out that goes straight into the pit. How do you get your ducks? Someone will need waders. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to be the dog. Who's the dog? We do have two dogs. Though, so. <laughs> you going to bring any dogs to North Dakota? If you want me to bring Zoe, that's up to you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'll be the dog, I guess. I don't care. We'll all be taking turns. So if uh, I bring my dog, she'll end up in Dakota by the end of the trip. So. <laughs> Pat, what's uh, what's up next for IGY Six? You guys got anything uh, uh, in, on the books? Anything planned besides the just the no the normal stuff? I guess stop um, talking with my hands. By normal the way. stuff, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> last, He's flying. Last over preparations here. is really the biggest thing. Is 
pitching in. Getting in, getting this pit all set up tomorrow and brushed in and uh, getting ready for you guys. I mean, that's kind of – I've kind of pushed off our group a little bit because I've been preparing for North Dakota more than I have our release. So I'm, I'm kind of – that's kind of the big focus for me right now. Sounds good. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You hear that? <laughs> We're good. We yeah. heard you. We just had a, a minor mental breakdown there for a second. <laughs> it's dang cricket. Yeah, we're like focused on that cricket over there. We're trying to figure out how to get him. Patrick's spilling his heart out after a question, and we're just like, that freaking cricket. Stupid cricket. <laughs> awesome, man. So, uh, uh, do you guys have anything else? Like, uh, anything else to ask Pat or Sky or anything? I, I mean, I was going to go back to deer for just a bit. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, it's starting to definitely starting to get see the deer going into their fall patterns. Um, I'm going to try to go out tomorrow evening. I think Brett is as well. I don't know if Sky is or not, but um, to shoot some does. But the the deer that I was after, <laughs> uh, the biggest buck on one of my properties was unfortunately shot um, and not found. Oh. Um, so he's, he's still alive. Yeah, I think he's still alive. Uh, was tracked for two days with dogs and, and was not, was not found. So you're so. saying there's a chance. <laughs> Telling me there's a chance. More like one in a million. So I'm hoping he's still around, but, um, so probably won't hunt that farm. And if I do, it definitely won't be after that buck, at least not for now. Um, so I'm trying to decide where I want to hunt, but definitely going to try to hit to the, stick to the acorns and. Sticking in the woods right now, I think. Yeah, that's. Uh, I was going to say something on that because uh, I had hunted um, after opening day. I went back out uh, the following weekend and I hunted over um, uh, this little six acre bean field and saw absolutely nothing. And the beans were kind of, they were kind of yellow. They weren't brown like they are now. They're, mm-hmm. My beans are completely just torched now. Yeah. Crazy how fast in just like a week and a half. But, uh, but yeah, I, uh, my situation of not trying to pressure the woods a whole lot, I think, because uh, I'm I'm not bow hunting as heavy this year as I have in the previous years, because otherwise I'd be sitting in a stand any chance I could get, especially during early bow season uh, with it being green and mm-hmm. it's easy to stay hidden well. Yeah. But uh, so, but yeah, sticking to the woods right now and finding acorns and stuff like that with you saying them falling getting ready to switch into their fall patterns and yeah. changing stuff up a little bit. Yeah. I think, uh, transition zones are, are good to hit right now between bed and, you know, their food. I, like you said, I'm trying not to get too deep in there yet. Although I'm starting to push in a little bit farther and farther as I keep talking or, uh, as I get, weeks go on. Sorry. Patrick's got his hand up on the screen. So, <laughs> Uh, Does he have a question? Yeah. <laughs> yes, Pat. <laughs> I was going to ask if I used one of those ghost blinds because I was thinking about buying one. I have actually. Uh, borrowed one from a buddy a few years back. I was hunting some public ground um, and I got shot at on that trip. So that was interesting. It was unintentional. Was oh, that the one with the yeah, the, the there was I was backed up pretty close to private, and he was shooting into a levee, target practicing. I was bow hunting from the ground, thankfully. Mm. Um, and then next thing I know, I hear bullets whizzing about 
10 to 15 feet above me hitting the same tree I'm on, hunting on. So if I was in the stand, I would have been a different situation. So that ghost blind saved my life. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know if there is technically a lot of bow hunters that use the ghost blind for deer hunting. I don't. I've I've never really heard a whole lot. I've heard more turkey hunters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean, you don't see it as much right anymore. It is. The saddle craze is taking over, so you don't yeah. see a lot of uh, the tree diaper. Oh, <laughs> Ricky's <yeah>. tree diaper. <laughs> tree diaper. But I was actually going to add to Corey talking about hitting a stand that's a transition from food to bedding and all that. The stand I plan to hunt tomorrow is a transition. There's a trail directly in front of me, at least it was last year. The bedding was to my left, food and water to my right. And mostly I've seen does, although I guess someone has hunted. The person that we were talking about earlier, who's on the lease with us on this farm, he has seen a pretty decent 10-point, you said? Yeah, I think it was a, uh, he said it was about 130-inch 10-point, he thought. so. Out of your stand? They're definitely destroying the acorns. Yeah, acorns are dropping like crazy. I was hunting the other day, and it was like, sounded like it was raining. I mean, they're just falling everywhere. So I was, I was the tree I was in this morning. I was, I they were hitting my stand. It was almost too loud. They were hitting them. It was annoying. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, so that's what I'd recommend as far as tactics go. Currently, the situation is try to move a little bit away from just hunting uh, field edges and especially bean field edges. I think they're if you they still got some late beans that are green, you might be all right. Yeah, I, I hunted. Uh, I hunted uh, one day this last week. I just like snuck out uh, for a couple hours, and I did see three does. But uh, and they came out to the bean field, but it wasn't until like seven o five. So yeah. they stayed in them woods for a long time before they even ventured or started to venture out. And by then, it was too late. They only came with an eighty-one yard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you shot further than that. You're good, but it was windy. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 I'll also say uh, my buddy that shot that doe on my property uh, over here at my house yesterday, that was a walnut tree. So that deer was eating some walnuts. Really? I've never yeah, heard of deer I thought eating that walnuts. Was... Yeah, that's interesting. I said, he said that the babies, I mean, I guess they were fawns, but he said they were mowing down on the walnuts. Hmm. I knew squirrels ate them, but I I, deer will pretty much eat anything, I guess. They're uh, they get pretty hungry enough. adaptive creatures. But uh, uh, another things you can look for in the woods if you don't have acorn or uh, oak trees, you know, and acorns, uh, persimmon trees are another good food source in the timber. Um, cockerburs is actually another one. They eat the the green leaves off of the cockerbur plants. Just don't walk through them because you'll get them all over your clothes. <laughs> um, pawpaws are a good one. They got those big, huge leaves. Got a real sweet fruit that comes down. Um, Hickory nuts. They eat mulberries, don't they? What's that? They eat like those mulberry things too, don't they? Like the like yeah. red berry, whatever. Yeah, I think they eat mulberries too. Yep. Oh. And if you are currently sitting in your stand and you see deer walking 40, 50 yards away from you, you can do just what Corey did or what he said he did last week and move your stand. Right now is the perfect time to do it. Yeah, move them. Move don't that wait. stand. I had a buddy who was talking to me. Uh, he hunted last weekend, and, and he was literally—he hadn't listened to the show yet, but uh, he was talking about the exact situation that we talked about on the last episode. And he said, there's a trail that's 60 yards away, and they said they were just filing, coming out of there. He said, but 
he doesn't. He was going to move it next year because he was afraid he was going to cut too many lanes because it's so thick in there. But he's hunting right at the transition from thick timber to field, and further back in the timber it opens up again a little bit. And there's a lot of oak trees too. And I said, "Why don't you move it deeper into the woods off that trail?" And he's like, "Oh, that's that's not a bad idea." And I'm like, "I I wouldn't wait <laughs> as long as you got a good access point to yeah. get in." Yeah. Without being detected. Yeah. I mean, I understand not cutting too much. Like, I, I understand that that thought process, but get further back, get it just a little bit closer to the bed. Just, you know, test that boundary just a little bit, and you'll probably see quite a few deer and bucks, I'm sure. Yep. And always go to the stand early. Yep. Always. Yeah. That way it gives you plenty of time to sneak in, and you can be extra quiet. Extra quiet. Sneak go slow. Go That's probably why I never killed deer. <laughs> probably because you got a stinking Twinkie pack in your pants squishing away and walking out there. <laughs> yeah, cu- can't forget the cup of coffee. A cup of coffee and then your chaw. <laughs> and your chaw. Chaw clinging around your pocket. Okay. I, I am a cigarette and chew free for um, over a month and a half now, boys. Way to go. Way to go. Congratulations. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, another thing was... As far as accessing your stand, if it's somewhat windy, walk with the wind as it picks up. Don't try to go when it's super still. I mean, if it if it's just not windy, you got to do what you got to do. But well, and, and you said on previous, uh, constantly check it when you're out there walking because mm-hmm. I mean, it don't take but five seconds. I mean, you can pick any kind of grass up. I mean, as long as it's real light, yeah. Or if you got a wind indicator with you, I'm like you can hit that a couple times as you're walking just to yeah. make sure that the wind's not like making sure it's not swirling you know, away from you, wherever you're walking in on. So, mm-hmm. uh, another, another tip is if you don't have a windicator or milkweed, you can take uh cotton balls with you and just rip off little tiny bits and pieces of cotton balls. And it works the same thing. Sort of same way. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> Brett's like, Oh, okay. That's a good one. That's good to know. <laughs> that's a good I one. I was pretending like I didn't know what you were talking about. And it was a new revelation. But uh, yeah, plan to be in the stand tomorrow. Um, we'll let this you know. This is fun, guys. Thanks for finally having me on here, though. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Appreciate you coming on. Finally, Enjoy. got time to get you on. So, but with that, everybody, uh, is there anything else that you guys are pressing to talk about or want to talk about? It is now turkey season, currently in the fall. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Just an FYI. Now you can take your shotgun. And bow or a shotgun or bow, yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, the guy that was hunting up the neighboring property, anybody, at uh, least killed a turkey tonight with his bow, a tom. <laughs> nice, go ahead, Pat. I was just gonna say, are, are we wrapping up or are we gonna keep going here? I mean, uh, we're gonna wrap up, but if you have something pressing, final thoughts, final thoughts, yeah. I was just gonna say, if any of your listeners are wanting, uh, uh, topdowndecoys.com we uh, approached that hard for them and uh, if you use our promo code IGY6 they can get discounts oh yeah nice. yeah. yeah. So we were going to ask you uh, how they can find you and all that stuff too so so it sounds like there's some connection issues but I know you said uh, go to topdowndecoys.com which is a decoy yes. uh, company yes. that they um, use and then with. when you go to yeah, and they're, uh, they're a reversible two for one decoy for those who goose Canadian goose hunt and snow goose hunt like we do. Um, one side's a Canadian goose and you flip it over and what do you know? You got a snow goose decoy. What do you know? Bada bing, bada boom. What do you know? But uh, 
you go to uh, their website when you or you're at the checkout. Um, type in IGY6, and uh, I think it's twenty percent off. Wow. Could be wrong. Um, you get a good discount though. Awesome. And they're only and they're only hundred dozen as it is. So send me some photos of these, and I'll edit them into the sure. YouTube portion of the podcast. I'm sure Bass Pro's got some good deals on turkey decoys currently at this time. <laughs> oh, okay. But Sky is the turkey me? hunter. Pat's the waterfowler. You ask how that came about. What's that, Pat? I'm sorry. This lag stinks. It's all good. I was just going to say, I was asking Ricky, did he ask how that came about? I, I He asked me something. Second ago. No, I was just saying, uh, if you could tell everybody how they can find you, uh, IGY6. Telegram and all that good stuff. Instagram. Yeah, just, uh, that's what I meant. We're, we're pretty uh, simple-minded people. I don't have a Twitter. Don't have a Facebook. Uh, get on Instagram. If you don't have Instagram, well, you can <laughs> imagine us duck hunting. I don't know, but it's uh, it's IGY six outdoors, and we're there. All right, cool beans, cool. All right, man. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on with us and having this uh, fruitful discussion on. The topics, yeah, and little deer, little duck, little deer, little duck. So, little turkey, <laughs> little turkey. And two, all right, two weeks, and we'll be uh, doing this up up, up in yeah, North Dakota. Yeah, two weeks, we head north. There won't be any lag for you then, Pat. <laughs> and I do not head north. <laughs> no, no, you don't. It's only barn hills, apparently. <laughs> Literally, everybody that's going is a barn hill. Yeah. Just that's expect true. the world to end. <laughs> yeah. What could Sometime go wrong? between. <laughs> All right, man. So uh, with say, that. Expect something for rifting. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, we'll uh, we'll sign off here and then uh, we'll think of things to talk about next next week. So. so did we tell them where they can find us? Yes. Yes. Sorry about that. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. First of all, YouTube first and foremost. Um, kind of a new thing I'm trying is I'm going to try to insert photos when it makes sense in our podcast. Um, you can only get that special content at YouTube. Um, so if you, you listen to it on the podcast uh, forums or whatever, you won't get those videos mixed in. Um, we're also on Instagram. We are Barnhills underscore OD underscore podcast. I forgot if it was PC or podcast, but I think it's podcast because Twitter's the it's not. It's Barnhill, isn't it? That's what I said. I said Barnhills. <laughs> <laughs> well there's more than one of us but yes barn hill 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 and then rick's looking at the twitter yeah uh the twitter's barn hill od underscore pc okay so uh follow us leave us some comments let us know what you think uh we will keep bringing you content but we would like to have some other topics too so shoot those our way and we'll we'll talk about them and please subscribe if you like the content on YouTube. And what, Sky? Click that notification bell. <laughs> click it. Click. 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 All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. See you. See you, Thanks, guys. <laughs>